Hello, and thank you for tuning into season three of Just Life and Lessons Learned podcast. If you are new here, my name is Moya, and this is my creative outlet in which I do my very best to provide you with fuel for growth and self awareness one episode at a time. I hope you enjoy today's episode, but before we get into it, I'm going to take a moment to acknowledge today's sponsor. Hello, it's Moya here. Before we continue on with today's episode, I just want to pop in and say, if you've been enjoying the Just Life and Lessons Learned podcast, make sure to show some love by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And with that said, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to start talking. Welcome back or welcome if you're new here. Today's topic, I really want to talk about healing the inner child. To heal the inner child is to recognize them as someone familiar, someone worthy of your compassion, someone worthy of your reassurance, and also worthy of your embrace. I think often our teen years are not seen as a childlike essence within us. Especially when that child has been taken advantage of or corrupted in a sense and stripped away from their innocence. Some of us were even required to grow through our lives at a faster rate than most. And for that reason, the childlike essence is removed from the child itself, no matter the age. That's typically where the healing tends to stall if you are going through an inner child healing. Basically, at the moment, we decided that child was no longer a child. I do want to state a trigger warning. Today, I will dabble into some sensitive topics, which is why I will mark the episode as explicit. So if you are feeling especially sensitive to triggers today, I highly recommend coming back when you're in a better headspace or simply just tune in in a safe space. I'm not going to dabble too deep into triggering topics, I'm just going to lightly mention them. And again, the intention for today's episode is simply to invoke a healing experience or the beginning of one. Now, before I do continue on with this topic, I am legally required to make a disclaimer. I am not an expert nor medical professional. I am not providing healthcare, medical, or nutritional therapy services or attempting to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical, mental, or emotional issue, disease, or condition. Now that we have an understanding of that, let's continue on with this topic. I believe most of my listeners are within the 20-30 range in age, some of you even older, which is really cool. And interestingly enough, when I got nearer to my mid-20s, 18-year-old kids looked a heck of a lot different than they did when I was 18. So at the age that I'm at now, I can see why the world viewed me so young, because I was. Now, that didn't mean I wasn't wise beyond my years or an asset to my community and friends, but it meant I was still endeavoring the early phases of livelihood. I was still a child. And although I didn't feel that way in the moment, looking back at it now, I still was. I was a child, one who had experienced loss and domestic abuse and sexual assault and near-death experiences. 
those are just a few major things you would want to protect a child from and you wouldn't assume that children go through things like such but unfortunately I, along with many others, had to come face to face with some of the tragic aspects of life. These encounters that deserved consolation and feelings that deserved validation, some are given the support to heal in real time and some are affected by generational trauma, generational curses, and sometimes just pure malicious intent from the people around them. Within my culture and those of my friends as well, when you surpass the age of 13, you're kind of expected to begin the process of weaning out of being a child and unfortunately take accountability for the tragedies which are out of your control. I find that most people tend to rationalize their emotions before holding that space for themselves to feel. And this is more commonly seen by individuals who have been gaslit or challenged through their experiences as a child. But tying back to being held accountable for tragedies that are out of our control, sometimes we even remain stuck overcompensating with a victim mentality in order to protect the inner child. Okay, so how do we deconstruct that? Today, I will cover three different ways that you can begin your journey to healing your inner child. And the first one, of course, is journaling. I personally journal in a physical journal, you know, with a pen and a paper. But if you are someone whose boundaries were hardly, if ever, respected, having your thoughts and emotions visible on paper may not feel safe enough for you, and that's okay. The trauma from having someone constantly monitoring your every move could linger on. And with that said, you may even be monitoring your own thoughts and emotions to be up to par with what you deem as acceptable or okay. But I will get into that later. So what are your options when writing in a physical journal does not feel safe to you? You can write on paper and later tear it up, flush it down the gutter never to be seen again, burn your stack after writing, safely of course, or if you have the means to own a device where you can download apps, you could have a space for your notes that you can delete after writing or download password protected apps to conceal your writing so that no one can get into it without your consent. Ideally, over time, if you start to feel safe, you can start keeping a physical or digital journal that you could eventually read back on or maybe not, and that's okay. At the end of the day, journaling is supposed to be a safe space for you and your inner thoughts and your emotions. It's a space for them to be unfiltered and safe. The key is to accept them, not to fixate on changing them while writing, but rather just acknowledge them in that time, hold space for them, and validate these experiences as natural parts of being human. I remember a teacher of mine said, we have tear ducts for a reason, which basically means we were designed to have thoughts and emotions and our bodies are proof of that because they have those outlets available for us. So trying to monitor or correct these inner thoughts and emotions is merely a form of suppression and we all know what happens. You suppress something long enough and it explodes. It has to come out one way or another. I have a toddler. My toddler throws tantrums. Tantrums are the effects of having an overwhelming amount of emotions that may be difficult to comprehend in that moment. So when my toddler throws a tantrum, my goal is to console them and bring them back into awareness. 
Now, I don't do that by telling them to stop crying or by correcting their behavior. I console them by moving them to a safe space, then delivering consolation through their love language. And how have I figured out my child's love language? Well, not easy, but by holding space and allowing them to feel while I try to understand what's going on, which is something that you can do for yourself. My toddler loves words of affirmation, so by speaking to them and reminding them that I love them, just things like, you're so upset and I love you, let's be gentle with our bodies and I love you, that's typically when they're trying to like hurt themselves and stuff. If you've seen a toddler throw a tantrum, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I also say things like, it's okay to be angry and I love you. Just reminding them that I love them regardless of how they're feeling, I'm creating that space for them to feel. As for me, I love physical touch. So I either want the hugs and a lot of affirmation through physical touch, or if I'm alone, I bundle up in a fuzzy textured blanket and just surround myself in all things cozy. And that to me is my way of consoling myself and just allowing myself to feel in a safe space. And being safe is the ultimate goal. Creating that safe space is a great way to show yourself that love, that compassion, and that validation towards your inner tantrum or thoughts and feelings. The intention of journaling is just that. It's holding that space for healing, feeling, and thinking, eventually unlocking what it is that your inner child needs and what you in the now needs in order to overcome that. Speaking of validation, another thing you can do to heal your inner child is practicing affirmations specified for healing the inner child. Now, these can sometimes feel silly, especially when you say them out loud to yourself in front of a mirror, but you don't have to do it like that. You could just have flashcards or write it on paper or text it to yourself or even follow accounts that will fuel you with rejuvenating content needed for you in order to heal. And you can either create these yourself or you can also go to Dr. Google for some references. Basically ask yourself, what did the younger you need to hear when they were in that moment? What did they need to receive? Was it validation? Was it reassurance? Was it recognition? A lot of us are not recognized for our efforts and that has a great impact on us a lot more than we may think. So say those things to yourself, to your inner child. Your inner child is still in you no matter how much you age. Your inner child is safe within your heart for now and they are always waiting for your love and compassion. I recently made a post with a few affirmations and please, if you feel inclined to use these for your healing journey, use them and they go as such. I hold space for you to feel. I console you through my compassion. I remind you that you are loved, you are safe. I am here now and you are no longer alone. So those are just a few affirmations. You can say those to yourself as you are speaking to your inner child. And it is also a great form of self-love and self-compassion when you are feeling just really emotional in moments of chaos. Now, the last one for today is super short and pretty spot on. Go to therapy or at least someone whose role is to guide you through this journey of healing. Or even if you have a trusted friend and occasionally want to bring up an experience from your childhood, with their okay, 
that is a good idea too. Just make sure that they are in the headspace to hold space for you and have the capacity to take in what it is that you're going to be putting out. This is why I typically think that therapies or mentors are a lot better when it comes to, in a way, energy dumping because they are prepared for it as your guide. And the reason why this is very healing to your inner child is because talking about your experiences and channeling into the voice of your inner child, you are giving that inner child an outlet to speak about their experiences without correction, without blame or ridicule, which is typically what we received when we were younger. Or sometimes we were even just too afraid to talk. So talking about it now, Talking about it as truth to someone who will receive it and listen honestly does wonders. Amidst all this, just remind yourself to be patient and it's also okay not to be ready to embark this journey in this moment. At the end of the day, that inner child is always in you. They are safe and they're always waiting to receive your love. If you enjoyed today's episode on just life and lessons learned, be sure to share it with a friend, a lover, your baby daddy, your landlord, anybody you think would benefit from the space. And if you would like to view more content of mine, feel free to stalk my Instagram page at Konmoya, which is K-O-N-M-O-Y-A, where I do my very best to create self-check-ins every Wednesday to help navigate you through your self-awareness journey and encourage you to become a better you. So with all of that said, I will catch you on the next one. Bye!